If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following content is brought to you by Orange Thunder and Abigail 13. Hey everyone, on today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, we're going to finally talk about hands-on with Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. There are some new retro games on their way to the Nintendo Switch. I realize now that new and retro, that doesn't really go together, but it does. All right, it does. Uh, And we've got some more leaks thanks to uh, rating boards uh, over in Taiwan, and we'll talk about that stuff as well. If you didn't know, Nintendo Switchcraft is a show all about Nintendo and all of the Nintendo news that you can shake a stick at. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to check out the video version, head on over to my YouTube channel at nerdnest.tv. And if you are on the video version right now, don't forget to click all of the YouTube buttons. And then you can use your favorite podcast player and search for Nintendo Switchcraft so that you can take the show wherever you go and listen maybe listen to it while you're shoveling some snow and i didn't mean to rhyme there that was just a lucky happenstance let's get started with super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury uh i'm gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit about super mario 3d world and more about bowser's fury if you have not played super mario 3d world uh it's a game that was originally on the wii u and it's kind of a sequel to Super Mario 3D Land, which was on the 3DS. These are games that are, they're 3D Mario games, but you don't control the camera. Uh, so basically the camera is on this fixed point and it, it's uh, pointing only in one direction. And you've got all of these little uh, theme parks almost. You go into the little theme park, you do the thing that you want to do. You got to get to the end, you jump on the flagpole and then you kicks you back out to the overworld for you to go on and find the next little theme park. Um, it's a ridiculously good game. I played the hell out of it on the Wii U. I anticipate that I will be playing a whole bunch of it on the Nintendo Switch as well. Um, you can also play online with other people. I have not tried that yet. I am looking forward to trying that out. Hopefully, it's not the disaster that I anticipate that it's going to be because it is using Nintendo's older uh, online system rather than rather than the new one, which we talked about last episode uh, that's coming along with Monster Hunter Rise. Um, that's all I really want to say about Super Mario 3D World. I want to spend the rest of uh, the time uh, for this game talking about the other half of the game, which is Bowser's Fury. So Bowser's Fury does not play like Super Mario 3D World, it plays much more akin to a, um, you know, a, a, a normal 3D Mario game where you have to control the camera. The camera's much closer 
to Mario. And so it, you kind of, you, you have a tendency to put it behind Mario and, and run around uh, in this third person action game instead of having a very, very zoomed out perspective where you can't control the camera at all. And I do prefer this kind of uh, 3D Mario game to the theme parkiness of Super Mario 3D World. But both parts of the game are really good Mario games. They really are. Uh, so the premise behind Super Mario, or I'm sorry, Bowser's Fury is that Bowser has like some kind of black goop on him and he's acting like a, a bigger jerk than than he usually does. So much so that Bowser Jr. is like, Mario, uh, you got to help me deal with him. And uh, this is a much more open world uh, Mario game. You have a series of islands that you can go to, uh, go between. You ride on Nessie, which is this big uh, swimming dinosaur, uh, to get from one place to the next. And then you get off, when, when you get to the island, there are various cat shines, which is just, you know, a, a cat-themed shines for you to get. And the whole thing is very cat-focused. So, like, the trees have cat ears. Uh, all of the enemies have cat ears. Everything is very cat-focused. Uh, you know, Mario spends a lot of time as Cat Mario. And then there are actual real cats that are in the area as well that will come over and like hang out with you and be like, Oh, look at this. He's such a nice friend. Let's, let's hang out with Mario. Um, some other gameplay changes from super Mario 3d world, other than just the fact that it's a completely different style of 3d Mario game is uh, in 3d world. If you push up on the D pad, it will give you a power up that you basically have in storage. So let's say I pick up the the Super Bell. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. I pick up the Super Bell, turn into Cat Mario. I pick up a uh, Fire Flower. It'll take that bell and put it into storage. Um, and then now I'm Fire Mario. And if I want to switch back over to the bell, I just push up on the D pad and it spits out that bell. I can grab it and then move on. And then it would put the fire flower in storage. The same kind of thing happens in Bowser's Fury. However, and this is really cool, and I kind of hope that they do this stuff uh, more in the future, is because you've got Bowser Jr. with you, um, because, because he's with you, you can store more of those things. So you can carry up to five um, of each power-up. So you've got like, and I'm not going to go through all of the power-ups, but you've got like fire flowers, cat bells, um, the boomerang, etc. Uh, you can carry like five of those things. And so when you push the up button on the D-pad, the game stops and pauses for a second. And then you can select which power-up you want. And it's, uh, Bowser, Bowser Jr. then tosses that right on you so you don't have to go chasing it. And you switch over into that um, that new power and whatever power that you had on you at the time goes back into storage. Um, of course, if you get hit or if you, you take quote unquote damage in the game, you lose one of those power ups that whichever one you happen to have equipped at that time, but you can always get another one out. Another way, uh, to, to get a new power up is you can just hold down, not down as in the direction, but you like hold the up direction on the D-pad. If you hold it for a moment, you will instantaneously 
uh, get whatever power up is selected instead of pausing the game and um, selecting that. The game centers around you going through and getting these cat shines, which are, you know, it's just the MacGuffin, the collectible that you have to get. And then there'll be like a giant bell. I believe it's called the, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, um, but it doesn't matter what it's called. Um, so you, you, you have this giant bell that's covered in goop and it will have like a number attached to it. It'll say you need this many cat shines to unlock this bell. And so you go around getting a bunch of cat shines. You, um, as you get a cat shine, it like uncovers a lighthouse and then the lighthouse shines on the bell, gets rid of the goop. Then you have that bell unlocked and grabbing that bell, turns you into like super cyan uh cat mario with glowing uh fur and it, it looks incredibly cool you become an absolutely massive giant absolutely huge giant cat mario big enough for you to then fight against the giant uh bowser who's covered in that goop let's talk about bowser for a second um most of the time when you're playing he is just in his shell, which is covered in this goop, kind of floating off to the side. You know, every once in a while, you can just turn the camera and you can see him. Um, but then every once in a while, a storm will happen and he will then uh, come out of his shell and then start attacking. Uh, and this is really cool because you have to get cover. You have to hide from him because he's so powerful. The only way that you can fight against him is if you have one of those mega bells, which turns you into like super cat Mario. Um, if you don't have one of those at the time, then the you just have to kind of wait it out and hide behind stuff, which is really cool. Like it kind of amps up the quote unquote danger of Bowser, who's never really been that big of a threat to us. I think that that's very, very cool. Um, so you have, you have to hide behind stuff and some of the stuff that you can hide behind are these special Bowser blocks, which can only be broken by Bowser's attacks. So like he pops up and then you, you, you start this search. You're like, okay, I got to find one of those Bowser blocks to hide behind so that I can break that and get whatever's inside. I think that that's a really cool gameplay loop. Uh, so I haven't quite figured out what causes a storm to come and for him to start, um, you know, uh, wreaking havoc on the area. But after a while, even if you don't um, turn into uh, Mega Cat Mario, uh, then he'll just go back to doing his shell stuff and then you can go back to the normal gameplay. Overall, I think that it's very, very cool. I anticipate that it probably won't take very long to get through um, the Bowser's Fury part of the game. But honestly, it's like... It's a full game in Super Mario 3D World and then like a, a smaller part of a game uh, in Bowser's Fury. And I, I do think it's worth the... the I, I, okay, people always ask me, is it worth X dollars? And I don't like to say if something is worth X dollars. To me, even though I had already played it, it was worth X dollars for me to buy it. Um, but then again... I do a Nintendo podcast, so I kind of need to talk about uh, the big, the really big releases. So I had to pick it up. Um, would I have picked it up if I didn't need to talk about it on the show? I don't know. Probably not. If Nintendo gave me a way to pick up the Bowser's Fury thing for like twenty bucks on its own, 
Like, I would definitely, if, if given the option to not pick up Super Mario 3D World and only pick up the Bowser's Fury part, I would have gone that route. But they didn't give me that option. Would I complain? Like, if you have never played uh, Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U, then absolutely, this game is awesome, and you you definitely need to pick it up. It's really really cool. I do hope that the multiplayer is uh, worth worth the. I hope that the multi the online multiplayer works well. The couch co op multiplayer works fine, of course. I I remember playing a whole bunch of it on uh on the Wii U. Uh, the last last thing about multiplayers that I'll say is if you have somebody else to play with. They would. They can also play as Bowser Jr. and assist you. Now, um, nobody in the house was really interested in trying that out. Um, like my wife was busy doing stuff. My niece really only plays Animal Crossing, and my son was like, "I'm playing something with my friends right now, Dad. Sorry." And I was like, "All right, that's fine. I gotta. I gotta record the show anyway. So, uh, if if uh, if I get a chance to play that mode." I'll obviously talk about it on a future episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Let's move on. I want to talk about Nintendo uh, announced some uh, titles for the NES and Super NES portion of your Nintendo Switch online. Uh, That would be on the Super NES. That would be Doomsday Warrior, Psycho Dream, Prehistoric Man, and then on the NES, Fire and Ice. Now, of these... Uh, Doomsday Warrior looked interesting to me. It looked almost like a side-scrolling brawler, but I I get the feeling it's more of a, a more of a fighting game. Uh, so I haven't played it. Uh, it comes out on the seventeenth, so it's still four days away from the time that I'm recording this. Uh, actually, by the time this episode comes out, I'm looking at a calendar right now. By the time this episode actually comes out uh, on YouTube, it will come out on Monday. On the podcast version will come out on Tuesday, and so it would be tomorrow if you're listening to this on the podcast that these games come out. Doomsday Warrior looks pretty cool. Not going to lie about that. Uh, I, I anticipate that it's probably it looks cool, but probably doesn't hold up. Uh, or I would have heard about it at some point. I think uh, Fire and Ice on the NES. I've never played. Don't think I've ever heard of, but I remember seeing it i remember when i saw the the trailer it very much reminded me of solomon's quest on the nes which i always tried and got like was very confused by this one seems very puzzly and confusing but also very cool especially if you have uh the ability to uh you know do the safe states or rewind when you make a, a stupid mistake uh, I can see Fire and Ice being actually pretty fun. Uh, then there's Prehistoric Man, which is a side-scrolling platformer kind of game. Doesn't look interesting to me at all. I do remember seeing, um, you know, seeing pictures of Prehistoric Man in EGM back in the day, or maybe it was Nintendo Power. I can't remember. Uh, I remember seeing it and thinking I like the art style, but I was too busy playing other things at the time. So. Uh, Nintendo, I feel like they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to, uh, Super NES and NES games. I really wish that they would take some money and, uh, cause they've got lots of money. They've sold a lot of Nintendo switches. 
I wish they would they would take some of that money that they've been making and go to these third party publishers and say, "Hey, uh, can we please publish your game on the uh, on Nintendo Switch Online?" Like that would be fantastic. I would love to see, you know, games like, um, well, Chrono Trigger. Uh, everybody always talks about Chrono Trigger. I've never spent much time with Chrono Trigger, and sure. I have other ways to play it, but I want to play it on my Switch. That's the that's the place that I would really, really like to play it. And so, Nintendo, I really wish that you would take a big bag of money and go talk to Square Enix, as well as other publishers, and just say, "Hey, let us put your game on the Nintendo Switch. We'll give you we'll we'll give you the money for it. All right? It would be amazing. All right, let's move on to um <laughs> the 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 Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee which is basically the Taiwanese version of the ESRB or you know the European uh they have PEGI and I guess Taiwan has the Taiwan Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee uh they recently leaked some games that are supposedly on their way to the Nintendo Switch now some of these we had heard uh rumors of being um on their way already that would be uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Um, this was leaked when I guess Capcom was hacked a bit ago, a, a little bit ago, and uh, that information was leaked that it it was on the way to the Nintendo Switch. Now that the uh, the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee is leaking this that that it's on the way, that pretty much confirms everything that we heard about in that Capcom leak. Uh, so I think that that's very interesting. Other games that have been uh, leaked by the the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee would be Tales from the Borderlands on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, 2K did announce that it was bringing uh, Borderlands game uh, this Borderlands game on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, but they did not mention the Nintendo Switch. Well, Taiwan said uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about it anyway, and then. Uh, there's also Secret Neighbor, which is a game that takes place in the Hello Neighbor universe. Um, not a huge surprise. Uh, the The people behind the Hello Neighbor games seem to want to put their games on everything anyway. Uh, so that doesn't surprise anybody at all. And then one that I had never heard of, uh, which actually got really, really good ratings. Like I, I, I saw the leak and I looked it up on on uh youtube and people were saying like people were giving this game very very high praise now it is not a game that i am interested in even a little bit not even a little i'm not interested in this game at all but it got very high praise and so i think it's great to have it on the nintendo switch even though i'm not going to pick it up and that is snow runner uh snow runner looks like an off-road driving game not like a racing game, but like a, a uh, you know, you're driving like an 18-wheeler and the roads are terrible and you have to like make it up this hill. That does not appeal to me even a little, but it got very, very high ratings and everybody who played it seemed to think that it was really fantastic. So it's getting really good reception. Uh, so SnowRunner possibly coming back or coming to the Nintendo Switch. So just to recap, we've got the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. I kind of glossed over that because I've never played an Ace Attorney game. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about the Ace Attorney games. And so 
the fact that that one is coming to the Nintendo Switch, as well as, I guess, PS4 and PC, that's big news for a lot of people. I just don't happen to be one of them. Then there's Tales of Border- Tales from the Borderlands, Secret Neighbor, and Sh- Snow Runner. So here's my big question to you. If you have played Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, what are your thoughts? If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, let me know in a comment down below. Um, are, are you interested in any of the uh, games that Nintendo announced for the SNES or NES? And uh, tell me which ones. And then finally, uh, of the four games that were announced, uh, announced leaked by the, the Taiwan Digital Games Rating Committee, uh, that would be Ace Attorney, Tales from the Borderlands, Secret Neighbor, and SnowRunner. Are you interested in any of those games and why? That's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Before we get out of here, I just want to let everybody know about the Patreon, which you can find over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. If you join at the Buck a Month Club, you get all of the episodes without any ads in them. If you are at the the uh, Early Access Club, you get all of the shows as soon as I'm finished with them. That means you don't have to wait until Tuesday for the episode to come out. And, of course, we have our producer tier, which would be people like John Eisenbanger, Bowser, and Travis McGuire. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you next time. <laughs>